0: Thanks, Lucas. When I'm not rigging the McDonald's ice cream machines to not work so I can get more money off them, I'm Lucas Whitney. I am the new promoted host of the Bacon Wire pod, but don't worry, Spartan Dog's coming back next week. Uh, to help me out for now, I've got, I'd have got. i like to welcome Dylan. Um, uh, one of our good boys, Dylan, has decided to join us tonight. You can follow him on Twitter at NotDylan69 um big time ravens fan msu mets wizards red wings man you all
1: <laughs> all around
0: yeah all around thanks for joining me man oh thank you so we're gonna get right into it we got a pretty fucking big agenda um there's we've been off like two weeks there, there's a lot of shit that's been going down um actually been off man it might have been three weeks but whatever um so we're going to talk about recruiting, football recruiting, four-star you. We are fucking four-star you now, Dylan.
1: No, Tucker does it again. dude. He's What can this man not do?
0: I know, we're fucking on fire. Um, we added two four-stars to the team since we last spoke. Um, the first one was actually committed on my birthday, July 30th, Alex Van Summeren. He is, if that name sounds familiar, he's the younger brother of Ben Van Summeren, who is currently on the team transfer from Michigan the offseason, all that uh, fuss from the other side you heard. He's a four-star DL out of defensive lineman, I won't just say DL, out of Essexville, Michigan, uh, Garber High School, six-foot-three-inches, 300 pounds.
1: This Boy. kid is a
0: fucking tank.
1: He's Yeah, he, um... Go ahead. He, uh... What is it, um... Oh, fuck. That's all right. I was trying Hold on. Give me a second.
0: I I don't edit, so don't worry about it. it. We're just going to roll with it.
1: (laughs) I'm trying to pull up... I had something pulled up a second ago about him. Um,
0: Are you talking about his offer list? Um...
1: I'm choking right
0: now. No, it's okay. I'll, I'm I'll talk until you, until, um, do you have it. No. Nah. So his offer list is pretty damn impressive. I mean, there there's a lot more schools than I think are listed on here, but MSU, Northwestern, Penn State, Texas A&M, Michigan, Alabama, Arizona, where he was recruited by Don Brown, which is great. Um, Arkansas, Auburn, Clemson, uh, Nebraska, Oregon, Stafford, Stanford, not Stafford, um, West Virginia, Wisconsin. I mean, he had, he had more offers than that. I'm pretty sure. Um, mainly recruited by Ron Burton and William Piegler. Um, he, I mean, this kid's the real deal. I mean, I'm, I'm really fucking happy we got him because it was a pretty close between, I, th- I think it's pretty close between us and Michigan. Um, yeah, I'm, was, I'm
1: glad Michigan cooled off on him.
0: Yeah, they just didn't want him. As the
1: Michigan know. fans will say.
0: Yeah, they just <laughs> didn't want him. You know, they they that's that's the agenda when, they, when a player doesn't commit to them. They just say, we didn't want him, or it's academics, or it's just some made-up bullshit, you know. Um, it's
1: always good when you see Alabama on the uh, offers Ooh. list and oh, end you. up with them.
0: I love that. <laughs> I mean, that's – yeah, you can't – when you beat out Nick Saban for a recruit – that's pretty impressive. Um, I don't know if he visited Alabama. I mean, if he visited Alabama, then yeah, that would have been tough to to beat. Um, Alex is the Yeah, he
1: only visited AM, Penn State, Northwestern.
0: Yeah, that's right. He I don't, and us. I don't think yeah. he didn't he go to Clemson. Maybe not.
1: Um. Nah, they offered him, but
0: okay. Yeah, you're no right. Busy. Yeah. Okay, come on, fucking load. Um, technical difficulties. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. he only had four visits um, and he visited all those schools after MSU. So that's, but that speaks a lot to the, the culture that Mel Tucker has brought. I mean, people, I'm amazed at all the boomers in like the Facebook group, you know, the big one that, you know, Ryan runs with a couple of people that they were just like dogging on Mel after a two and five yeah. year. And it's like, He had no time with recruits or like his players. And I mean, it's a miracle. He won two games with these guys.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Let alone two ranked teams, you know, one top 10 team and one top 15 team. So, and, and, and it's just like, gee, look what happens when, you know, the, uh, the restrictions open up on, I think June 1st. And then all of a sudden these players can visit and see what he's bringing to the table and they are craving it like they fucking love this guy. Yeah,
1: all these coaches all these coaches that we brought in they are all they all the recruits talk about is the coordinators coaches we brought in, Mel Tucker's doing it. Mhm. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is man, it's going to break our hearts and it's going to suck so bad if they go 10 and 2 this year and then he leaves for Florida State. Oh man, I don't
1: even I don't even want to think about it.
0: <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I, I hope they go 10 and two, but I don't want them to leave. I just am throwing that in. Cause we talked about it last time. Um, yeah, he's the fourth ranked player in Michigan. And in the class of 2022 across all countries, 178, he's like a 0.92 composite four star. Um, but yeah, the real fucking deal, 26th ranked D lineman and all the, all of America for the class of 2022. Um, yeah, I can't speak highly enough of him, and then a, a couple days later, I think about a week, yeah, this past Sunday, um, his, his AC, his air conditioning, and internet were working again because we, uh, we got Jaden Mangum, Mangum, four-star wideout out of uh, Franklin, Michigan. He's listed as an athlete because I think Courtney Hawkins and Harlan Barnett want him to play both sides of the ball, at least try it. The potential... Um, see the seventh ranked player in the state, uh, for 2022, he's 285th overall. He's like a 0.90 composite, like right on the dot, um, offers, you know, include obviously MSU, you had Nebraska, West Virginia was the one that, that, that was leaning to get him until I think Mel Tucker came in and, um, you know, just threw his nuts on the table and was like, Hey, why don't you come here? He also had offers from Bama Baylor um the waffling flake luke fickle in cincinnati the broke buffs i mean he had a pretty a very large uh list like notre dame penn state michigan etc um yeah i i'm excited for this kid too it was very nice to see the uh the west virginians melt down and like just get so mad at us and like that one guy was named like big blue or something big blue fan yeah. The YouTube account just, like, <laughs> crying on, on Twitter. It was with so, so
1: with the greatest intro YouTube video in history. <laughs>
0: <laughs> gotta watch it again. I forgot. I forgot. Watch it when he first started chirping at us. But,
1: yeah, you know,
0: yeah, it's nice to beat. I mean, I, I think West Virginia is going to be in the outside looking in pretty soon. But um, it's nice to beat out a, a, any school for a guy. And I'm not a big recruiting guy, but – like i kind of joked earlier in our chat i only care when they're good and i don't care when the recruiting's bad (laughs) no um but it's it's a great sign i mean we're the 15th ranked class in america for 2022 and that's gonna go down like 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 matt sheehan said you know last week it's weird saying not not and will hunter but um like Matt Sheehan Indeed. said last week on Lockdown Spartans, it's going down. I mean, it will. But I think it could be in the top 25 when it's all said and done. And, shit, I think D'Antoni only did that once, if that. Yeah. I mean, not done yet. That's the 2016 class, I think, was top 25. And, I mean, that just completely went off the rails for a lot of different reasons. But, um, yeah, we're, like you said, don't, we're not done yet. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on what Mel's been able to do since – I mean June first. I mean we got Mangum, Van Summer, and Antonio Gates as as four stars. People were worried about the three stars, but I mean I still think it's it's good news when a kid comes here that is highly regarded. On
1: yeah, I love the Mangum. Mangum was a good pickup. Um, just being able to get back in Georgia, get all those guys, mm-hmm. all those three stars, and I'll take a Georgia three star over a michigan four stars so we got a lot of three stars Mangum will be hopefully will be good is his um his brother was recruited by mel tucker and at colorado right
0: he played at he committed to colorado
1: i Um, think he ended up transferring
0: yeah i think he did but that's interesting that they went with him this time thank you for reminding us of that like yeah, he got recruited by Mel Tucker. He played there for him, and then I think he left. And that had to be an interesting conversation within the family. It's like you know, <laughs> like I'm sure the kids are like, "Hey, I like Coach Tucker when he was around," and yeah, you know, it's like no hard feelings because you know now that the the playing field is level because these kids can do whatever the fuck they want for one. Time. Hopefully
1: we don't go. Hopefully we don't go ten and two this year, and he does it again.
0: <laughs> I
1: know because who another Mangum.
0: Who, who the fuck would who the fuck would come here i don't know come here that i that i'd like um yeah anyway, uh i mean it's just i'm so happy we're getting these guys and you know people are online calling it a pledge now not a commitment and i get that i just don't like the term um it's i mean i think the, i think most of these guys are coming here i mean i If anything, I could see a lot on transfer if they come here and there's no playing time for them or someone, you know, ranked less than them beats them out for a job. Like Mel Tucker said uh, earlier today, he's like basically said, "I don't give a shit what your class is. If you can play, you're gonna play." Yeah. So that means there's no seniority, and that's a nice refresh from Mark Mm -hmm. Antonio. (laughs) I love Antonio. I will always love him, but that was one thing that I hated about him is his seniority. And it just, because it trickled down, not just on the field, but it was just all the way up to, you know, right near, right near him with, with Warner and Bowman and um, Brad Salem and, you know, Mike Tressel, who I thought was a fine coordinator, but um, yeah. Yeah. It's a nice, refreshing change of scenery. And I mean, shit, we are, we are, Oh, we are officially one month from today. At the Bacon Wire nine eleven tailgate on September 11th, Michigan State's home opener against Youngstown State.
1: Bring your hash browns.
0: <laughs> hash browns. <laughs> uh, hash brown buffet. And uh, I forget <laughs> what the drink's going to be. We might have local food establishment Buffalo Wild Wings catering some food. <laughs> um,
1: Gotta have it. <laughs> and special
0: guest David Harnes will... Be there. We'll have um, Chad Lats sing the national anthem. Um, it's it's going to be a great time. Uh, further details to come. I mean, I don't know if we're really going to do it, but I just keep saying it just to just to Sounds build the great. hype, and then people show up, and there's like it's like the Fresh Prince gift <laughs> where he's just sitting there in the room by himself. <laughs>
1: um.
0: Okay, so before we go on to other MSU stuff, we're just going to slightly touch on some. Um, Some sad news that happened like right before Jaden Mangum committed and it made us all be like Spongebob, um, panicking, running around with everything's on fire because we were awaiting the Mangum commitment and then this news dropped out of nowhere. Um, Former director or the director of uh, on-campus recruiting, Lisa Ben Chaim, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, so I apologize if she listens to this which I doubt but, um, sure she does. <laughs> if she does, please come <laughs> on the pod. We'll talk about whatever you want. Um, she left the program on Sunday. Um, we're not going to speculate, you know, there's, there's a lot of shit being thrown to the wind and um, a lot of it I think is unfair. Like some, what some people have said about her and about the situation. And um, it's unfortunate that it, that it goes that way, but we here like to wish her the best and you know just good luck moving forward i know she's from florida um spent some time in arizona state and uh, hopefully she can go back home and find something you know find something that she can be happy doing and um we we all interacted with her quite a decent amount on twitter you know like we'd all be like hey can you message our friend happy birthday and all that stuff (laughs) and um you know, she just always seemed very engaging and kind. And so um, we just want to wish Yeah her...
1: players seemed to love her too. Who did? The players. Oh
0: yeah, definitely they like
1: to be right behind her.
0: Yeah, you know, there were some dipshits saying that she wasn't important to the staff. And it's like if she wasn't important to the staff, then why were you getting all these players saying how much they loved her and like all the replies, you know, a good amount of the replies to her um, status change on Twitter like we're players and commits yeah um you know like simba was one of the guys who was heartbroken and i know i think Jaden said he was he was getting to know her and um it's just really too bad but um we wish her the best of luck moving forward and um you know that's all we have to say about it but we figured we'd comment on it since it is something that happened pretty recently uh okay i'm gonna skip a little bit but um we're going to talk about Amani Bates again. I'm getting fucking sick of this shit. I don't know about you, Dylan. What, I'm, I'm sick of it.
1: It's a never-ending ride.
0: He just wants the attention. And I don't know if it's him or if it's his dad.
1: Because it's,
0: I think if it were just him running the show, I think he would have committed to MSU and stayed.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that his dad is a is like a, a attention whore. Lesser, lesser Levar Ball. It seems like <laughs> just Dollar always Tree. trying to be in the spotlight.
0: What uh, did what did Sheehan say? Dollar Tree Levar Ball.
1: <laughs> that was great. Um,
0: and uh, I mean, would I want him here? Yes, I would. Like if he called t- Izzo tomorrow and said. Hey, I want to come here. I'm sure they would probably make it work, and I think there's even a scholarship open. So, you know that I don't unless someone's probably yelling at the radio or the 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 phone, like fuck, you know, you're fucking wrong. Um, But Amani has picked up a couple more crystal balls to Memphis, which I find surprising because I thought this dude was just going to go to the G League or you know overseas to
1: the um, uh, the Australian probably. Penny's probably paying more than the, than the G league right now. So <laughs> it, I love the
0: people saying that Penny Hardaway is a great coach when it's like now the landscape changes. Cause all you have to do is drop bags and you could probably luck your way into a title. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, I think it's, it looks like, you know, all the people plugged in that Imani Bates is going to commit to Memphis in a couple weeks, maybe in a week or two, maybe by the end of the month, who, who the fuck knows, but you never know. Maybe he'll, well, I mean, he is reclassifying. I forgot about that. I think I said it, but I my brain I forgot about it. Um, he reclassified to this year, so he will play this year somewhere. And schools start like some schools are starting right now, so yeah, like he's got to get it together. And I'm sure I'm sure the people that in the know know exactly what's going to happen and probably know when. So I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the weekend, Amani Bates officially commits to Memphis. Which is surprising in a way, but also not surprising. They also got another big time commit to play with him, and I find that interesting because I thought he wouldn't want to be second fiddle, possible second fiddle to someone.
1: You know? Yeah, I'm just hoping it ends soon. Wherever he goes, whatever he does, I (laughs) just—it's an emotional roller coaster that I want to end.
0: (laughs) I, I love. I, I I echo the sentiments of our good friend Sav. Um, when he when he said earlier that like Amani is going to school, boy, it makes the Michigan fans look stupid who said that he wasn't. And he's like, it doesn't matter where he's going to school. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like he's, I'm like, oh, he's right. You know, he he did go to school. Yeah. But the interesting thing is going to be, I'm curious to see what he's going to do. Okay, so let's say he goes to Memphis. He plays a year there. He can't go to the draft next year. He's still too young. So, is he going to take the year off and go play in Europe, or go play? I don't know how regulations are. I don't know if he can play in the G League. Oh, he probably could. Um, I, I wonder how he's going to do that. I mean, he could. He could pull a thing like if Memphis has some moderate success and he feels like, you know, they have enough coming back or the payroll adjust to where you know some big time recruits come in again that he might run it back but I don't see him doing that I think I think this is the sort of compromise between him and his father because I think Elgin really wants him to just go pro and I think Amani wants to have that college experience like Just to say you did it, even if it's just for like what, maybe literally a semester or two, like two semesters. um, I think he's going to go, I think he's going to go to Memphis and then go pro next year. He's going to go to the G League. So he's going to get a taste of the college scene and then groom himself in the G League or, you know, a a, a professional league to where he can get drafted in 2023. Um, That's honestly what I think is going to happen. And, it wouldn't surprise me, but I don't I don't know what the fuck happens. It also wouldn't surprise me if you just said I'm going to MSU. You know?
1: Uh, I'd take him in with open arms.
0: Yep. I would erase I would erase all the negative thoughts and be like, hey, we always loved you, buddy.
1: Never in doubt.
0: Ne- yeah, never first choice, best choice, only choice. Like uh, the, the BB's big house tweet, which is just an all all timer. Um so, the last MSU thing, this is going to be a shorter pod. I mean, well, we're still going to be about an hour. Um, I'm just burning through this stuff because we'll talk other shit. Um, and another thing that happened, I think last week, maybe not, I don't know, my timeline's off. Uh, Bill Beekman, Billy Beek, Billy Bags, the man who brought us Mel Tucker, and the man who killed the swimming team, he emptied <laughs> out the kiddie pool and said, no more program um
1: should have swam in the lake
0: (laughs) just go in the red cedar (laughs) (laughs) oh man there's gonna be one swimming fan or sab's probably gonna be listening to this and just like drive off the side of the road (laughs) um but he won't get his legs hurt because he has pants um so (laughs) so bill beekman resigned he took a position um i think basically as the assistant to the president he's gonna assist president stanley um with special projects So I think that's, I think Bill Beekman probably wanted to go back to doing that. He didn't seem like a guy who really wanted to be the AD. And I know um, John Engler, when when that fucker was president of the school, acting president, he appointed Bill. Um, So it wasn't really a role that I think he sought out, but I mean, he had some tough shit to deal with. He had COVID, which is just a monster in itself, but he also had, He had the, arguably the greatest football coach in the school's, well, in my opinion, the second greatest coach in the school's football history, um, retire out of the blue. He literally, it's like he just sent a text, like a breakup text instead of calling and saying, hey, this isn't working out. We got to talk. It's like D'Antonio just kind of woke up in the middle of the night and was like, you know what? I think I'm done.
1: And it's like he had gotten a bonus or something and, um. Yeah, it's you know, just after he got the bonus,
0: it's (laughs) weird, and that's what I exactly told my friends would happen is that watch him claim this bonus, and then a week later, oh, I'm gonna retire. And sure, you
1: know what? This isn't this isn't for me anymore. (laughs) Yeah, like when he gets the check,
0: man, I'm feeling great, I cannot wait for next season. Then he goes home and he's like, (laughs) fuckers, got him. Um, no, but you know, Bill had to deal with making. Outside, I think, I think the replacement of Tom Izzo will be the most important hire for an athletic director's tenure. Um, but the replacement for Mark Antonio is just up, is right up there, right behind replacing Tom Izzo. Um, you know, we we're doing a national search for an athletic director now. You know, it's this is going to be interesting because this this next athletic director is more than likely gonna have to be gonna have to select the next basketball coach unless they just get fired out of the blue or or quit or leave um you know that that's got to be an interesting prospect you know if you're interviewing these guys like hey how would you select a new basketball coach or like what would you do like would you involve tom Izzo? i wonder if those kind of questions will be asked but anyway that's for another day um there are two candidates that that people want um there's an in-house one called, or called his name, excuse me, his name is Alan Holler. He is the in-house candidate. He's a former Michigan state player. And starting in 2010, he climbed the ranks of the athletic department, like, you know, associate to the athletic department, you know, deputy, deputy 80, associate 80. Um, he had a huge involvement in hiring Mel Tucker, like monster involvement. Um, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of when D'Antonio was going to get hired in two thousand seven. Well, late two thousand six. Um, Ron Mason was the acting was the athletic director, but Mark Hollis, his associate athletic director, basically ste- um, spearheaded the the hiring of Mark Antonio. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that could be an interesting factor into getting him the job and you know like every ad has to be he's really good with the facilities and uh, getting donations from alumni and um from outside donors excuse me um you know the only thing is he hasn't actually been an athletic director you know in the main role so i think that could be uh, i mean i don't think it'd be the worst thing i mean it's a small deterrent but you know msu's a top 20 school in the country so i mean it's it's a big step up but it seemed like he's been kind of being groomed for that role even if he doesn't get this job i think that he would go somewhere else and be the ad or at least you know get ready to pursue it somewhere else and the person that that people would hope takes the job if it's not alan holler is martin jarman um people think that he's the absolute home run hire I think either candidate's going to be acceptable. He Jarman is the currently the UCLA athletic director. He's been there a year, got there last summer. Um, he was the associate athletic director at MSU from 2003 to 2009 um, under Ron Mason and Mark Hollis. Um, he was the athletic director for three years at Boston College. Um, he's also fantastic with donations and facilities as well as well as holler um the the one thing people credit him for doing is last year under armor was dumping their deal with ucla and he went up to or he went up to oregon and talked to nike and struck a deal with them to do jordan brand which i mean that's an upgrade in every facet in my opinion
1: (laughs) uh yeah not too bad (laughs) i mean
0: if under armor just goes ah no we're good they're probably thinking, oh, they're gonna be a new balance brand someday and it's like, nah, I think I think we upgraded. I think they're more <laughs> worthy of the Jordan brand than uh, certain other school, if you ask me. But yeah. you know, like Kermit T-, T Lizard, that's none of my business. Um <laughs> like what are your thoughts on, on the A D stuff? Like if you have, I like
1: Holler. I saw um I I saw a Sean Respert tweet about about Holler and it it um it did it for me. Okay. Did you did you see his tweet?
0: No, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it. Sean Ruspert.
1: Uh, uh here it is. He said there is no need to search beyond the campus. Alan Holler has walked in, talked it, and deserves the opportunity to lead the athletic department homegrown true MSU. Mm. And if if Sean Respert says it, I'm all in.
0: <laughs> he made a petition too for Holler. Yeah, I'm looking at his Twitter feed. Yeah, he made a petition. Um, but Sean Restford seems like a type of dude who, who will, uh, I think he'll support Jarman if he gets hired, or, you know, I, I, he doesn't seem like a guy who's going to cause um, cause negative feelings if it doesn't go his way. But I totally see where he's coming from.
1: Um, yeah, he's like, a he's a great follow because I. I always forget I follow him, and he pops up on my feed, and I'm like, "Oh shit, here you are." <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I mean, I don't have an opinion on
0: which one I'd prefer more. I mean, I like the appeal of Jarman, but Holler I think would be just as good. I mean, I think if you hire one of those two, no one should really be that upset. Of course, you'll get the boomers upset. And, you know, you'll get the, the, ochre, the ochre strums and the uh, farm dogs of the world upset. But um <laughs> I don't see a negative in either one. I see it as a plus plus.
1: Yeah, I think you really have to be kind of out there to hate on an AD hire that much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean. Especially
1: two, two good guys. So you can't really yeah. complain either which way.
0: I Means it really gonna hurt you that much if one of them gets hired the o- over the other? It's probably not gonna impact any of us whatsoever, unless the dude just like I don't know kills football or basketball. Um, <laughs> in my opinion, I'd hire the one who um, would decide to sell beer at, at football and basketball games.
1: That would be sign. Yeah, hire him tomorrow.
0: <laughs> just one question on the uh, they just click the pen. Okay. First of all, would you sell beer at athletic events? And they say no. Okay. Thank you for your time. If they say yes, we'll get right back with you. We're going to run a background check.
1: (laughs) You can start tomorrow.
0: Now. Okay. (laughs) Question two, what are your thoughts on the swimming program? And if they start laughing, okay, very good. You, you did a great job in this interview. (laughs) Um. Oh, I'm trying to look. Okay. All right. Second to last thing on our lovely agenda tonight is the summer league. It's it's been popping. It's it's been interesting. Um, I've been keeping up on the Pistons. I know you're a, a big Wizards fan, Dylan. Um, I'll let you go. I'll let you go ISO as Spartan <laughs> Dog says. I'll let you go ISO for for a while. Like how? What do you think of? what they've done since the draft and, you know, what do you think of their summer league so far? And like, what do you hope to see this season? I guess.
1: For the, for the Pistons? For the Wizards. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, they, they had their Corona. So they played their first game last night and Kispert. Kispert had an all right game. I'm, not too worried about summer league too much unless they go out, shoot like 0 for 20 or right. put up a Davis Bertance meme uh, picture. <laughs> You've seen that? With yeah, yeah. Like 37 minutes, zero points. <laughs> 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 so as long as they're not doing that, I'm cool with it. Um, haven't really looked too much into it. There's just been one game. Cassius is out with Corona. So.
0: Oh, get well, Cassius.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying to talk myself into Kyle Kuzma right now. So that's an adventure and it's in its own. Um, but I think you do you see the, the Reddit that I that I sent of three years ago, um, yeah. Laker fans <laughs> trying to find a nickname for him because he's a straight baller like like Kobe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping we get we get that um that Kuzma.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean he didn't he didn't do too bad in the finals two years ago. Well yeah. last season mm-hmm. I guess. You know, a season and a half a year and a half ago. Not even a year ago, shit, months ago. He wasn't bad in their in their playoff run, but I mean,
1: yeah, they they gave up on him pretty quickly, but yeah. his he derailed kind of quickly. So,
0: I mean, you never know. Um, I mean, do you, Here's a question: Do you think Bradley Beal is going to get traded before the season starts?
1: Before the season, no, but I think they'll feel it out, see how the team does with them, mm-hmm. and most likely a deadline trade if it all goes goes bad which normally does <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i mean i'm so sur- i mean at the same time i was surprised westbrook brook got traded but at the same time i wasn't like
1: yeah they can't i i knew that they weren't gonna win yeah with westbrook and beale it was well just the team on its own is not enough to to help them so yeah. to get a little bit back and we only traded him for John Wall, who's probably played 30 games last year. So, did he it doesn't play? feel all that bad.
0: I'm going to look and see how many games John Wall played. I don't know if he even played 30. I'm going to look. Yeah, it was. Let's see. Where are you? There you are. Holy shit, he's making $41 million.
1: <laughs> God. Oh, my God. I think he's making 100000 more than Russell Westbrook. They got the same deal. Oh, he played a lot
0: of games. Yeah. I'm, yeah. You were dead on. Eight. It wasn't, yeah. 17 plus 12, 29. Yeah. He played like 41, 42 games. So.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Half a season. He averaged 20 oh, and seven. It was, a, um, it was a shorter season this year, I think.
0: Yeah. It was a 72 game season. Yeah. More so he, than
1: half. the the more than, than played in. Most he's played in five years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that's an upset. Um so man, I cannot I can't get that's right, he's making forty one million. Holy shit. Um <laughs> it just blows my mind. Um yeah, um man, I'm you know, I w I wasn't paying a ton of attention to what this draft would be because I think we all knew who'd go one and two. It'd be Cade and um, Jalen Green. And it was just a matter of who won the lottery. And, you know, when we won the lottery, Spartan Dog and I were talking here celebrating. Like, I was pretty happy. Like, it was really fucking cool to see the Pistons win the lottery. Like, I, haven't, I don't think they, they have won the lottery since, like, the 70s or the early days. Yeah. Um, and it's nice because it gives Detroit fucking hope. And, you know, this city doesn't – you know, the city's under just – I guess you can call it just like a giant rebuild. Like, the Pistons winning the draft and getting Cade Cunningham, I think, accelerated their development schedule. Um, The Red Wings won – had more points this year in a shorter season than they did in the other NHL season, which even though it was paused by COVID – it was still longer than what this season was. Um, yeah.
1: The eyes are playing.
0: The eyes are playing. And I, I'm a believer until it doesn't work. Like I will be <laughs> on that train until the last stop. And even I'll ride the train after it shuts down. Like I believe in that man. And he is going to win. A, we're, we are going to see Steve Eisenman lift the Stanley cup in Detroit again. It will be, I think within three to four years, he will will be contenders again and then after that we're going to lift the cup and it's going to be an incredible moment um
1: there will be tears involved
0: oh i'm gonna cry I, I, he's my he's like my, ch- my favorite sports athlete of all time like i love barry bonds and like mj and kurt warner and all that but like fuck eiserman's just a goddamn man and like he was a fucking legend too like one of the best nhl players ever too like he was an incredible player um, And, you know, you have The Tigers, which I don't fucking know what's going to happen with them I don't <laughs> I don't care to. I care I think is going to be fucking awesome I really think he will work out But, I mean They're not going to be able to do anything Until they get rid of the Miguel Cabrera contract In like three years Or two years, or whenever the fuck it's going to come off the books. I mean, it's like 35 million a year and it's going to be cool when he hits his 500th home run of Tiger's uniform. But I mean, that contract was just awful. It was just a panic move. And I, I get at the time giving him that money because he was coming off the MVP season where he repeated his MVP and he had like one of the best years ever by a hitter. But I mean, that's going to be Alavio's legacy, even though it wasn't his contract it's going to be what did you do to work around that contract because a good gm can make it work and and can fix it i mean dave dobrowski just signed prince field and two years and a year later was like fuck this guy and had <laughs> just said i'll fucking pay the money for you to not be on my team and i think that's going to come i think that's eventually going to happen to miggy um but the rams or not the rams god brad holmes i got the rams on my brain um Brad Holmes. Yeah,
1: you're calling Stanford Stafford. I'm so excited. Um, it's gonna <laughs> it's
0: gonna hurt so bad. Um, when it's gonna hurt so bad when Khalil Mack blows his back out in game one. Um, <laughs> but Brad Holmes, I think is a is gonna be a good GM. And I mean, this trade. I mean, if if the Rams tank, if the Rams suck, if Stafford gets hurt and the Rams go like five and eleven you're getting a top 10 draft pick as well as if you take and go like three and 14, you're getting two top 10 picks. And I think they also have next year's pick for the Rams. So like if the Stafford thing just bombs out, the Lions could be, their rebuild could be within three years of them being like a winning team and going to the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like This could be accelerated heavily if the Rams suck. And I hate saying that, but it's the truth. You know, I don't. I want them to win. They could. They could win the Super Bowl this year. Be, Stafford could be MVP. Then that's it. Then I could be like, I'm good. Because I'd. I'd be like the Walter White gif. I won. Um, <laughs> but, like, going back to the Pistons. Some you people know, just
1: want to see the world burn.
0: Yeah, I'm ready for it. Um, <laughs> like, I'm just really happy. Man, Cade Cunningham's so fucking cool, and you know I, I just i love that he looks just like eric andre which makes it even funnier um <laughs> <laughs> and uh like i can't you know it's fucking summer league like you like you said it's the summer league do i watch it sure i've been watching it but i'm not going to sit there and like panic like oh my god why no is
1: everything <laughs> he went
0: 5 for 15 from the field or whatever the fuck it was his first game like uh yeah it's his first pro game dude He's the number one pick, but it's not like he's gonna walk in and everything's a okay. I mean, LeBron had his growing pains his rookie year. I'm not comparing K to LeBron. I don't think that's fair. Um,
1: I think you should. <laughs> well, I mean, it's time.
0: If he wins four <laughs> titles in Detroit, he's fucking LeBron. Um, <laughs> but it's just nice to have hope. And like, I watched I watched him against Jalen Green, and I think K was better than Jalen Green. I I was surprised to think that, but. Considering Jalen Green basically spent spent a year in like the minor league system of the NBA, where he's playing at the speed of the NBA. Um, so that's a promising sign right there. And like, who gives a shit which one is better? Like, I think both are gonna be franchise changers for their teams. Like, you don't have to sit there and go, uh, I think we should have kept I think we should have gotten green. Like, I love the Pistons Facebook group or Facebook page where it's like after the first game, like ah, Cade's a bust. It's like you guys suck. You don't deserve Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> you guys are fucking ass. Um, so I yeah. just want to I just want to touch on the summer league. Like I'm, I can't wait for the season to start. I mean, I think for the Pistons, the expectation should be contending. I think the pieces are there. Um, Tyler Cook sucks, so get rid of him. Um, corn <laughs> Cornball ass from Iowa. Um, no, I didn't mean cornball in a bad way. It was like a, like a meatball, like a goofball, like Ant Wright. Um, Tyler Cook just sucks. Um, and I think Killian and Cade will become a top-tier combo in the league. Um, I hope so. I think that's going to happen. I think their chemistry is only going to get better. So – I mean they've literally known each other for maybe a week or two and um yeah I mean what what are your expectations of the Wizards this season
1: I don't it's so hard to tell with half the team it's half a new team because you got uh Caldwell Pope um yeah Kuzma Montrezl Harrell and um the Kispert's coming in. I don't know what to expect from Kispert because I just see too much of Bertans. And if you got two dumbasses shooting up shooting up shots, I don't know what to do. It might just be over then and there. Because <laughs> well, they're going in, there are... Well, the shooting got a lot better because um, last year, Russell Westbrook, he's not the best of shooters. Beal didn't have the best shooting. I think they were 30th and... Three points, three point percentage last year. So, hmm. hopefully that gets. Oh, and um, Spencer Dinwiddie too. He's I,
0: yeah. Those percentages are gonna go up because Westbrook's off the team.
1: <laughs> I. But yeah, we'll we'll see. I. I don't. Half of me, the Homer in me, wants to wants to think it's a five six seed, but then the real the real in me is like. Are we gonna have a winning season this year? <laughs> is it, Brooks isn't the coach, is he? No, he got no. fired, thank God. Unse- it's a unse- uh, Wes Unsell Jr. Yeah. Yeah, that's
0: right. Um I mean you got a lot of trade pieces too. Like it I mean you I mean you basically gutted the Lakers for Westbrook.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um so I'm sure you- the West, or I'm sure the Lakers aren't hurting now though.
0: No, we'll talk, let's talk about it. Fuck it. For those who don't know, I don't know how the fuck you don't know this, but the Lakers on draft night traded for Russell Westbrook. We've been basically alluding to it. Um, They traded him from the Wizards to the Lakers and the the Wizards got a lot back and the Lakers, I think they got a draft pick or two with him, didn't they?
1: Yeah, it it was there. Yeah. The their first round which we ended up trading yeah and I think like a twenty twenty five second round or something.
0: Right. Um and look I I like Russell Westbrook as a player. I mean I like his intensity but let's be honest he's a chucker he's a ball hog he shoots he shoots so much I don't know. I don't see the fit for this Lakers team. I like Carmelo on the Lakers. I do. Yeah. I think Carmelo has gotten used to not being the guy. Um, if this were Carmelo like 10 years ago, I'd say this is going to be a disaster. This is going to be a beautiful disaster. Um, but
1: Like when the Lakers thought it was a good idea to bring in uh, retired Nash. Steve Nash, Kobe, uh, and Dwight. An injury-prone Kobe and a, <laughs> a prima donna Dwight. <laughs>
0: oh, God. Um, I don't know what to think about that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be curious to see how it works. As people had the Lakers as like the, the West favorite again, and um, I got to see it before I believe it because Anthony Davis is too injury prone, and LeBron's an all-time top three player in my mind, but he's not getting any younger. You know, he's not, he's gotten hurt. He got hurt this year and it's only going to happen more unless he juices again, unless he takes more steroids. Um, No uh, no comment anymore. Um, But I'm curious to see how that trade works out for, um, for both sides. But I mean, that was, that was a blockbuster deal and it's cool to see Russell Westbrook, you know, back where he's from. Like those are kind of neat. But
1: um yeah I'm am de- definitely rooting for him. He's he did a lot for the city of DC and yeah. There was we had our we had our moments. <laughs> um for one season.
0: Yeah, I mean same thing with the fucking rock. No, would you have two seasons with the Rockets or one? I think just one.
1: Um it was one. I think it was two. Cuz I know they lost to Golden State and then Chris Paul. Hmm.
0: It was one season. I know Chris
1: Paul got hurt. Was it one season?
0: Yeah. Thunder 2019, 19 to 20 with the Rockets. Then Wizards, not- then Lakers.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Those people buying his jerseys every year. Um
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it was what but- happened in this one year? It was um oh yeah, I mixed Chris Paul and Westbrook up um well they got traded yeah I think yeah that's yeah they I want to say his one year Harden did Harden get hurt that year or was that the CP3 year when CP3 got hurt man you see how much I know about Rockets basketball
0: (laughs) (laughs) no I think Harden I think Chris Paul got hurt a lot as a Rocket um 'Cause that was like he got traded in two thousand seventeen or was it eighteen? Yeah, he got traded in two thousand seventeen to the Rockets. Um because yeah, he got hurt in that Western Conference Finals and when the Rockets were up three to two and then they blew it, you know, and they shot
1: Yeah, that's that's what like, it was. I was thinking that was with Westbrook, but it wasn't.
0: They fucking shot, like, one for 40 from three or something crazy in game seven. Like, it was some statistical anomaly that, like, would never happen again. Because um, they were the one seed. I think they had the best record in the NBA because he won MVP. Um, but, yeah, Chris Paul was hurt all the fucking time. 2018-19.
1: Yeah, he Yeah, it was well the Westbrook year was um against the, the Lakers. They beat OKC the first round and then yeah they lost to the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah was in, yeah in, in five. Yeah.
0: Um so that's talking that's talking basketball and, and James Harden. Please come on the pod. Um <laughs> so we're gonna wrap up with a little bit of movie wire. Not gonna be long, too long, but um we're gonna talk the The Suicide Squad Um, 2021 banger from James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy volume one and two, um, and the upcoming volume three and Christmas special. Um, It is a, I think it's a reboot sequel to Suicide Squad from 2016 because The stories of certain characters are kind of carried over into this movie in some ways, but I'm not going to get into that ton, but all I'm going to say is that (sighs) Suicide Squad was a bad movie. It's a a deep fried, reheated microwave turd um, that I just think was the victim of studio just wanting to fuck with it and not really trusting its director. Not that it was all; he was all great, but I mean, it was DC has had a list of shitty movies, and man, when I when we went to see this on Saturday night, it was it was fucking awesome. I know you just watched it today. Uh, last last, night. Last night. I mean, I'm gonna watch it again. It's on HBO Max in the theaters. If you don't know, um, it's rated R, and it's a fucking. I
1: I watched it. I think I did. Huh? Uh, my, you were cutting out. I was um talking. Don't know what happened there.
0: Um, you watched it on HBO Max, didn't you?
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say I watched it on HBO Max, but after watching, I'm like, shit, I gotta see this in the theaters now.
0: Yeah, dude, it's it's awesome. Um, it's I love this movie. It was so good and like just so colorful. Like the a lot of very vivid colors compared to what we've seen with DC movies. Um, And And it was just as rated
1: R as you can, as you can get it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It was a brutal R rating and, and fuck man, it was funny as hell. Like John Cena, when you give him a comedy script and like, it's a good comedy script, that dude can knock it out of the park.
1: Like, yeah, I was going to ask you what you thought about him because I was watching it, and at first I'm like, are they trying too hard to make John Cena funny? And as the movie went on, I, I started to, to like him a little bit more and more. Yeah. It just like, felt like too, too pushed to like trying to get him. Like the, his first few jokes, I'm like, oh, this is so corny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the um, one, uh,
0: Starfish is a slang term for butthole. In this
1: situation?
0: No. Um, yeah, I mean I watched him a month or a little over a month ago in Fast Nine, and he was really bad in that. Like it he's not John Cena is not a guy that I think you need that you have that you can have carry a movie as like a super villain. But he's a bad guy in this. They're all bad guys, but like, he is a bad guy. Like, spoiler alert, you know, if you if you haven't seen this movie, please turn off the pod. Thanks for listening. Um, he fucking kills Rick Flagg, like, pretty brutally. Like, he shoves a fucking yeah. porcelain tile through his heart. And, like, you know, and his name is Peacemaker, and there's just some really interesting uh, lines he says in the movie. Like, you know, they, call, they they talk about his name being Peacemaker, and he says, I love peace and I'll defend it no matter how, no matter how many men, women, and children I have to kill. Yeah. uh, Boy, that was an interesting thing to say, especially (laughs) in the climate that we've been in for the last, you know, five, six years. Um,
1: I, I think that the peacemaker character was just made for John Cena. I mean, he is a comic character,
0: but yeah, it it does. Yeah. That's
1: what I'm saying. Like it fits him perfectly.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Apparently he stole the costume and has been wearing it all the time. That's pretty (laughs) funny. Um, And I thought Idris Elba was awesome as Bloodsport. Like, um, you know, they wanted Will Smith to come back in this as Deadshot. But Mm -hmm. uh, knowing how great Will Smith is with turning down life-changing roles, he said no. Um, And I get it because he probably didn't want to have another stinker on his hands. Yeah, I, I don't blame him. Yeah, but you know, and like he, you know, I don't know if you know this. I'm sure you do, but like, Will Smith said no to being Neo in the Matrix. Yeah, he said no to Django Unchained, which I think was because it wasn't the lead role. Um, he's also said no to a couple other big things. Yeah, he did Wild Wild West instead of the Matrix. So um, take with that, take that as you may. When
1: it- what he does say yes to is, um, <laughs> the original Suicide Squad.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought he, he wasn't the worst part of that movie. Um, because I'm a yeah, worst- there's
1: definitely a lot more to complain about than him.
0: Oh, yeah, that movie just sucks. Um, <laughs> um, and I thought Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I wish Matt, that fucker, would come on here because he had an interesting take about it, and I just want him to say it next time he's on. Um Margot Robbie is great as Harley Quinn and I'm glad she got another good movie because I didn't mind Birds of Prey that one with her and the other female DC character. Yeah. I thought it was pretty decent. It I thought it was going to be a heaping pile of shit and then I watched it and I'm like, "Hey, this wasn't bad. This was a fun little time." Um did you ever see that?
1: Um I I saw it but I wasn't I don't fully remember it. I was out of it.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was worth watching. I mean, especially since it's on HBO Max. um, I might watch it again, but she was just fantastic in this movie. She's a great actress. And, like, you can tell when certain people love playing certain characters. And she's one of those people. Like, Ryan Reynolds absolutely loves playing Deadpool. Um, It's built for him and margot robbie is built to play harley quinn and she looks just like a real life harley quinn would look
1: yeah she's and she has perfect the same, cast.
0: yeah like the, she looks like her from the cartoons and the and the comics like it is the perfect casting um and i just want to give a big shout out to legend sylvester stallone for being king shark <laughs> which i thought was the best part of the movie
1: like, I, I looked up the cast after and I, I didn't know that he was doing it until after the movie. I'm like, there's no way.
0: <laughs> I, my wife was trolling me because she's never seen Rocky which I think is just an incredible movie. And she was like, that was his best role ever. I'm like, whoa, you don't disrespect Sylvester Stallone that easily. <laughs> like, come on. like You gotta watch Rocky before you say that shit. Um, yeah, I just love where,
1: it. Where has she been?
0: I don't know. He doesn't <laughs> like sports movies, so that's the that's the tough part. So I, uh, I can show her Rocky one, and probably that's it. I'd like to show her Rocky four, but I mean that's only cool because of him beating the shit out of Drago. Um, yeah, but I would uh, okay. I would say that he was the best part of the movie. It this movie is basically an R rated Guardians of the Galaxy. You know. Like, they're all assholes mm-hmm. in ways and, like, kind of shitty people, like the Guardians of the Galaxy are. And, mm-hmm. you know, Sylvester Stallone was just basically playing Groot, but, like, with, who was a violent shark. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was. He was Groot, but just ate people.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I think my favorite gag was, like, when he ate one of the guys right when Starro, the starfish, was coming out from uh, Jotunheim. And he's like gnawing on the skull like a chew toy, and just staring at the starfish coming out of the uh, tower. <laughs> like, I just liked how he's just looking at him, and he's like, "I got this human skull in his mouth, like like a dog with you know, um, like a bone, you know, just chewing it to the till it's just nothing." Um, <laughs> I fucking love that. And the movie was just—I so- love
1: the um, go ahead. Uh, the uh, part like the very beginning when pete davidson's in it yeah and i'm like oh i didn't know he was it he was going to be in it in the first five minutes he runs out gets shot in the face i'm like well damn yeah i don't i
0: was i wasn't sure if pete davidson would make it throughout the movie because you really didn't see him in anything else yeah the previews besides like that opening part um and it seemed like he was... I don't think he's the type of guy to be like, hey, I want to be a superhero movie character. Yeah, definitely James not. James Gunn was probably like, you're funny. You can be in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know. I just... I thought the movie was so... Just good. Like, it had some heart to it. And, man, Viola Davis's character, uh, Amanda Waller, holy shit. She was pretty shitty in Suicide Squad, like, as a person. But like this one, she didn't give a shit. Excuse me, didn't give a shit if um, Bloodsport's daughter gets killed, yeah, in, in the you know in in adult in prison, um, and was about to blow all their heads off because they were going to run and try to kill the starfish. Like she, her Viola Davis's acting in that scene was so intense, like just screaming at the top of her lungs, you know, stop right now! I'm gonna pull the I'm gonna press this button. And like the way it was shot, like all of a sudden the golf club to the head. I'm like, holy shit, that was intense.
1: Um, yeah, she's a, she's always she plays her role really well.
0: Oh, she's always she's, seems to be, dude. She's incredible. Yeah, she's she's a phenomenal actress. Um, I've never, she's never made a movie worse when she's been in it. Um, but like, if I had to, I don't know, if I'd give Suicide Squad a score, it'd probably be like a ninety. 93 or 92 out of 100 I really enjoyed it um it's one of my favorite movies of the year if not my favorite movie of the year um and I mean that's really all I have to say about it like I don't know if you have any other thoughts but you know go off king
1: (laughs) yeah all around it was it was a great watch action the whole entire movie so that was awesome yeah and I don't really Get the whole in, inception of Suicide Squad now that there's all these movies going on, it turned it into like the uh, wow, what Fantastic Four <laughs> with God. all the reboots, <laughs> but, yeah.
0: We're that's coming out in the next, I think, two years, yeah. So we'll see. But this one, I, I really hope they try to do a sequel. It did not make as much money as they hoped it would this weekend. And I think part of that is obviously the rampant Delta variant um, scaring people, but I also think it's because it's on HBO Max too. You know, oh but- yeah,
1: that, that's definitely killing it. I'm surprised that. Well, I'm sure they they figured that out, but right, I don't I don't know why they they still put movies on HBO Max. I guess because of Corona and. I think all oh, that. Well,
0: because you saw you saw that Scarlett Johansson was suing Disney, right?
1: I did not.
0: Yeah. Oh, you didn't? She's <laughs> nah. suing Disney for like 50 million dollars that is like lost profit because they put Black Widow on streaming and theaters. Like so I think Warner Brothers was smart enough to work it into the contracts of the movies like somehow like somehow put it in there you know or at least maybe behind closed doors come to a deal with like the directors and the main actors you know what i mean yeah they had to have ponied up more money because they said this like last fall like all the 2021 movies are coming to hbo max and theaters so like and obviously there's some like the director of the uh, the movie dune that's coming out in october He's still pissed that it's coming to HBO Max. But, I mean, at the same time, you know, like, I think you gotta look at what happened last year with Chris Nolan and Tenet. I mean, the movie yeah. made the movie made almost half a billion dollars in the middle of a pandemic, which is pretty incredible. But at the same time, you have to wonder, like, if the movie got pushed even this summer, how much more it could have made. So you know, I get, like, and this Dune movie's been done for a year, so it's like you know, you're sitting on it after a while and it's going to sit there and depreciate you're going to lose money on it and I think that's what Warner Brothers has kind of said to these people, is like, these movies are going to lose their value if we have them sitting on the shelf for forever, and we got to do a simultaneous release that makes us look good from a PR standpoint and it gives us more subscribers to HBO Max and, you know, if they go see it in theaters that's great too,
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, it, I I can't see it going on for much longer. Hope, no. Hopefully, they they not said anything if, if about if they did it without. If they did it without like Corona and everything, I would I would be so happy like <laughs> seeing all these movies at home. But yeah, I haven't been to the movie theaters in almost two years or a, however long it's been a year and a half now. So I'm like, wow, just waiting to overpay for popcorn and <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's, it's going to be interesting when you know say America gets to it's not going to happen but say they get to 90% vaccinated um, and that's basically like you know all systems are go no restrictions we're back to normal as a country right um, it's going to be interesting what happens with movie theaters after that like because it, it's going to take some time but I could see streaming becoming a more like it's even from five years ago, it's a more viable platform, but like, I could see it to where like, you know, HBO max has has been releasing movies that are just on HBO max and, you know, don't go to theaters. So I could, I could see that sort of becoming the trend more and more. Like if they feel a movie is going to bomb so hard, they might just go, fuck it. We'll drop it on HBO Max or Disney Plus. No theater release. Yeah. Waste of time. But like with Disney Plus doing the premiere access, where you pay thirty bucks to get the movie and you can watch as many times you want. I could see I could see people going that way eventually. Like I could see HBO Max doing something like that with a big movie, like that they think they could try it with. Um I don't know what movie it would be, but Who knows? I mean, it's going to be interesting. And, and, you know, I, I would hope that we're going to be, that we're going to be out of the woods, you know, this time next year, which sucks to say, but, you know, if we're out of the woods next summer, it's going to be interesting to see if movie theaters can rebound because, you know, people have been like, there's been movie theaters closing, you know, having to discount everything. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen, but, um, I don't know. I'm not going to go on about it forever and ever.
1: I'm just, what what I'm a big fan of is the whole, um, with, with Disney plus I'd rather have give me a 10 part series instead of a movie right? week by week. I love everything that they did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I'm all for that. I mean, they could film giant movies and then decide to release them in parts. Like, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Because uh, some movies. That's what are, I was hoping there. Yeah, I think so. With what?
1: I, I said, I hope that's what they start, start doing is just making pretty much a long movie and just put it in 10 one hour episodes or something right. like that.
0: I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean,. These Marvel series are doing well for Disney, so I'm sure they'll be going that route. Yeah. I think we're going to end it here. Um, To all those listening, thank you very much. And Dylan, uh, at NotDylan69 on Twitter. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for joining me, my friend. Thank you. And uh, as always, we'll talk. We will be back next week. Spartan Dog is coming back, Uh, but I'm the captain now. It's my it's my show, um, I hijacked it from him, and told him I looked him in the eyes and you know said look at me, I'm the captain now, like from that famous movie Captain Phillips. So
1: uh, until next week, go green. White.